time you dress so fine Do the bumps of dime in your prime Then you People call, say beware doll You're bound to fall, you thought they were off I'm kidding you Welcome, this is Michael Volkoff, and this is episode 115 of Corruption, Crime, and Compliance. Our episode today is a review of recent healthcare fraud enforcement actions. Hello, everyone. Thanks for joining me today on Corruption, Crime, and Compliance. Before we get started, two points. First, please subscribe to our podcast and give the podcast a five-star rating. Second, the Volkoff Law Group offers legal and compliance services focused on healthcare fraud risks. We've conducted risk and compliance program assessments and helped hospitals and healthcare providers design and implement effective healthcare compliance programs. If interested in discussing our services, please contact me at mvolkoff at volkofflaw.com. Well, we're taking a little bit of a break here to look at uh, how the False Claims Act enforcement actions have been going. Um, this is not going to be a sort of full retrospective review of the year so far. Uh, but more or less to focus on some recent cases. Um, But in general, halfway through the year, uh, DOJ, the Justice Department, had reached, uh, you know, close to $800 million in settlements this year, which is a slight increase from the same point in 2018, Uh, but a little bit uh, down from half-year highs uh, prior to the Trump administration. The dollar totals, though, really tell only part of the story. Uh, DOJ is still um, aggressively uh, pursuing uh, False Claims Act cases, and uh, so are uh, key TAM relators. Um, Basically, the lion's share of the uh, False Claims Act recoveries uh, from enforcement actions involve healthcare and life science entities. Uh, DOJ's recoveries have come from uh, cases reflecting a wide variety of theories of FCA liability, cases involving uh, alleged violations of the anti-kickback statute and the Stark Law, uh, and generally prohibit various types of remunerative uh, arrangements, you know, where there's reference referring business to health care providers. Um, there were several large recoveries totaling... Uh, nearly $250 million from pharmaceutical companies accused of unlawfully covering Medicare co-payments from their uh, charitable foundations. That was a big enforcement action this year. Um, and also, uh, the Justice Department has been going after the opioid uh, epidemic as it's recovered more than $200 million uh, from an opioid manufacturer accused of paying uh, kickbacks. But I always say, and just to repeat myself as usual, uh, pharmaceutical and medical device firms face extraordinary risks of enforcement under the False Claims Act. While everyone likes to write and focus on FCPA or anti-corruption risks for global drug and device firms, uh, a relative risk analysis is likely to reveal that False Claims Act risks significantly outweigh FCPA risks. And, And I'm not trying to diminish FCPA risks but just trying to point out, relatively speaking, where the risks are greatest. So let's start with uh, a case, a recent case in September, which was Avenir Pharmaceuticals 
and they this was a big case where they recently resolved a um, and a uh, false claims act case, and um, they agreed to pay more than a hundred eight million dollars uh, to settle kickback claims. Um, and the kickback uh, claims involved a scheme to induce uh, physicians to prescribe new dextra, new dexta which was an FDA-approved treatment of, and I know I can't pronounce this, uh, pseudobulbar uh, affect, PBA, let's call it, which is characterized by involuntary, sudden, and frequent episodes of laughing or crying and occurs secondary, secondary to a neurologic disease or brain injury. So Avenir agreed to pay $95 million, uh, to resolve civil FCA claims, uh, relating to illegal kickbacks claims and misleading marketing of Nudexta to providers in long-term care facilities to induce them to prescribe Nudexta for dementia, which was an off-label, unapproved use. Uh, Avenir itself entered into a de uh, deferred prosecution agreement under which uh, Avenir agreed that it paid you know, the facts were that it paid a physician to maintain and increase the number of prescriptions he wrote for patients, and Avenir agreed to pay a penalty and forfeiture of approximately $13 million. At the same time, the U.S. Attorney's uh, Office uh, for the Northern District of Ohio announced the indictment of four individuals, including former Avenir employees and another physician who prescribed new Dexta. All four are charged with conspiracy to solicit, receive, offer, and pay health care kickbacks. And Avenir itself is agreeing, uh, has agreed to cooperate in the prosecution of these individuals. The U.S. Attorney's Office for the Northern District of Georgia entered into a DPA, or Deferred Prosecution Agreement, with Avenir, like I mentioned above, citing Avenir's uh, substantial and ongoing cooperation, including capturing and producing text messages from employee cell phones, the extensive remedial measures taken, including terminating multiple employees at various levels of the organization. So basically, the scheme uh, occurred between October 2010 and December 26, 2016, and Avenir paid certain physicians and healthcare professionals money, honoraria, travel, and food to induce them to write prescriptions for new Dexta. Under Avenir's speaker program, for example, physicians were paid not to present educational information, but really to just hang out at social gatherings in order to promote the use of Nudexta. Avenir also marketed uh, Nudexta to, to long-term care facilities for treatment of patients suffering dementia, which was an unapproved uh, use off-label of the drug Nudexta. Avenir positioned Nudexta as an alternative to use of antipsychotic drugs for dementia. Uh, the strategy was successful, and use of Nudexta in long-term care facilities increased significantly. As an example, the government cited the fact that an Avenir employee reported that one doctor who was also paid as a speaker for Nudexta had entire units of patients on Nudexta at the long-term care facility where he worked, which consisted of dementia patients with behavioral issues. Avenir also entered into a corporate integrity agreement, uh, CIA, with the HHS OIG, uh, which required that Avenir implement additional controls around its interactions with physicians and conduct internal and external monitoring of promotional and other activities. 
In addition, uh, its board and key executives are required to execute uh, compliance related certifications on an annual basis. So the government's enforcement action was initiated after key time, KETAM whistleblower filings against Avenair. Uh, the whistleblowers will receive approximately $18 million of the civil settlement. Quite a paycheck, quite a paycheck. Uh, let's go to another uh, set of cases, and this was another in September as well. The Justice Department brought criminal charges against 35 individuals for involvement in a $2.1 billion uh, fraudulent genetic testing results scheme. Um, interesting about this is it shows again and highlights the risks with laboratory testing and the ability to uh, seek reimbursement for those from the government, from Medicare, and the dangers for laboratory testing companies uh, in terms of getting uh, caught up in these types of cases. Here, the Justice Department, in coordination with HHS, uh, the OIG, and the FBI, uh, arrested uh, and announced the indictment of 35 individuals for a massive genetic testing fraud scheme involving dozens of telemedicine companies and cancer genetic testing laboratories. Uh, CG, CGX is the short for that. The defendants fraudulently billed Medicare more than $2.1 billion for uh, CGX testing. Among those charged were 10 medical professionals, including nine doctors. Uh, CMS also took administrative action against cancer genetic testing comp companies and medical professionals who submitted more than $1.7 billion in false claims to Medicare. This was uh, the culmination of a large investigation involving charges against uh, over 380 individuals who allegedly uh, billed federal health care programs for more than $3 billion and prescribed approximately 50 million controlled substance uh, pills in various regions of the United States. Um, in the most recent action, the federal investigation targeted a scheme involving the payment of illegal kickbacks and bribes by uh, CJX, CGX uh, laboratories in exchange for referral of Medicare beneficiaries by medical professionals working with fraudulent telemedicine companies for expensive cancer testing uh, services that were medically un unnecessary. In many cases, the test results were never provided to the beneficiaries or were worthless to their actual doctors. Some of the defendants allegedly controlled a telemarketing network that lured hundreds of thousands of elderly and or disabled patients uh, into a criminal scheme that affected these victims nationwide. The defendants paid doctors to prescribe uh, CG CGX testing either without any patient interaction or with only a brief telephone conversation with a patient they had never met or seen. So here are some from the various districts. Here are some examples. In the Southern District of Florida, three defendants were charged, including one owner of a telemedicine company who billed Medicare over $326 million for false CJX tests. Doctors contracted with the defendant's company to authorize bogus orders for CJX tests when the doctors had no relationship at all with the patients. Various laboratories then submitted uh, false claims. 
In the Eastern District of Louisiana, a defendant was criminally charged for his role in a scheme to solicit medically unnecessary CGX uh, from Medicare beneficiaries through telemarketing and healthcare fairs. The test was then approved by telemedicine doctors who did not treat or even speak to the patients. The owner of the, uh, of the lab in, uh, paid kickbacks to the telemarketers. Collectively, the labs built Medicare for more than $547 million in tests. The government also seized 16 bank accounts and real estate from the defendant. In the Southern District of Georgia, 19 defendants were charged, including one physician who signed thousands of orders for durable medical equipment for Medicare beneficiaries he claimed to be quote-unquote treating, but in fact never even met. The defendant had short telephone conversations with the patients, but then signed medical records stating that he had performed examinations or physical tests of the patients that were never actually performed. In the Northern District of Texas, three physicians were charged for their role in ordering CJX tests despite not examining the patients or sometimes not even speaking to the patients. Uh, And in most of these cases, the results of the tests were never even provided to the so-called patients. In the Middle District of uh, Florida, a marketer was charged for providing Medicare beneficiary information to doctors and telemedicine companies that was then used to bill for medically unnecessary genetic testing. In the Middle District of Louisiana, two defendants were charged for soliciting medically unnecessary CJX tests, having them approved by telemedicine doctors, and the submitting claims through clinical uh, laboratories in exchange for kickbacks paid for the referrals. In the District of New Jersey, six individuals were charged, including one physician, One scheme involved a network of laboratories that facilitated genetic testing by partnering with a healthcare company to acquire DNA sample and Medicare information from hundreds of patients through various methods, including offering $75 gift cards to patients, all without the involvement or direction of any physician. In fact, uh, for example, the New Jersey uh, patients were basically the test was ordered by a physician based in Florida who was the ordering physician and authorizing uh, genetic testing for hundreds of patients he never saw, examined, or treated. Those are two big cases that happened in September. There were some other interesting uh, criminal cases and other cases uh, that I just wanted to highlight um, in Southern California, a doctor uh, recently was found guilty in a $12 million Medicare fraud and device adulteration scheme. Uh, The jury found the doctor guilty uh, for providing medically unnecessary procedures to Medicare beneficiaries, submitting upcoded claims to Medicare, and repackaging single-use catheters for reuse on patients. Um, The doctor, Donald uh, Wu Lee of Temecula, California, was found guilty of seven counts of healthcare fraud and one count of adulteration. Uh, The evidence basically was from 2012 to 2015, he engaged in a scheme in which he recruited Medicare beneficiaries to his clinics, falsely diagnosed the beneficiaries with venous insufficiency and provided them with medically unnecessary vein ablation procedures. Uh, I guess he was saying they had collapsed veins. Lee billed these unnecessary procedures to Medicare using an inappropriate code 
in order to obtain a higher reimbursement, a practice obviously known as upcoding. And he repackaged used contaminated catheters for reuse on patients. Pretty horrible. And these catheters uh, are single-use uh, catheters. Um, so he submitted approximately $12 million to, uh, to Medicare for the vein ablation per, uh, procedures he performed, uh, and he received $4.5 million as a result. Um, another interesting indictment, a 16-count superseding indictment, came out of uh, owner of uh, Payne MD and three medical professionals uh, in Tennessee. Uh, they were charged uh, with conspiracy to commit health care fraud and multiple counts of health care fraud. Um, two of the individuals, uh, uh, Richie and Seeley, uh, were both nurse practitioners and White, a physician assistant, they were indicted uh, earlier, but this is a superseding indictment, which added four additional counts and the owner of the Med Management Inc., uh, which was uh, participated in this as well. Um, so the uh, Kessner, one individual was the owner and CEO of this company, uh, Med Management, and which was the majority owner of Payne MD, had a principal place of business in Franklin, Tennessee. Uh, three individuals also charged were employed by MMI, and they managed uh, Pain MD. They operated pain and wellness clinics throughout the Middle Tennessee, Virginia, and North Carolina. And uh, Michael Kessner, who has neither medical training nor certification, served as its president. So it represented itself to be an interventional pain management practice, and it claimed to provide procedures involving injections, durable medical equipment to reduce patient reliance on opioids and other narcotic pain medications. Um, so between 2010 and 2018, uh, they conspired to enrich themselves by submitting false and fraudulent claims. Um, they took steps to ensure that pain MD providers increased their productivity by providing more and more services without consideration of whether those services were medically reasonable and necessary. This included paying productivity-based uh, bonuses to providers, locking providers into legally questionable employment agreements that included extended non-compete periods of up to 24 months, threatening providers who had low productivity numbers with termination and other consequences, sending regular emails, sometimes more than once daily, comparing and ranking providers based on the number of objection, uh, injections or DME devices they had provided, providing erroneous clinical trainings to under-experienced providers, instructing them on inappropriate care protocols and anatomically incorrect injection procedures. Um, this, uh, they also sent the uh, three uh, healthcare assistants, uh, three of the defendants, out to clinics to train providers who were not providing a high percentage of injections and DME and how to control the patients and agree and get them to agree to receive unnecessary medical procedures. Uh, so they, um, the, they supposedly provided these services to patients and named it tendon origin injections, which were neither medically necessary nor anatomically possible, and provided these medically unnecessary DME and then submitted fraudulent claims to Medicare, Medicaid, and TRICARE. So that case, uh, that's a pending indictment, uh, and that 
uh, leads us to our last case, which was a Kentucky physician pled guilty to unlawfully distributing opioids. A particular physician of Prestonburg, Kentucky, uh, pled guilty to uh, one count of conspiracy to distribute controlled substances. He, uh, the, the defendant doctor uh, was employed by a family practice clinic, and a substantial part of the pa practice was pain management, and he routinely uh, prescribed controlled substances, including opioids, to patients of the clinic. Um, uh, when he was planning to be absent from the clinic in anticipation of patients uh, who nevertheless coming to the clinic, he pre-signed prescriptions uh, for opioids, which later was completed by other staff members of the clinic and ultimately delivered to patients not seen by him. So specifically as part of the plea, he admitted to pre-signing prescriptions for opioids prior to traveling abroad. Anyways, that's just a good sample of what is going on in the healthcare field. Um, this is just sort of uh, post uh, last few months, some of the cases. Uh, obviously, there's some interesting issues that come up. Uh, came up and uh, noticed the, uh, the aggressive use of uh, criminal um, prosecutions against uh, individuals, uh, in particular physicians as well. Um, anyways, uh, we'll be back next week with more on corruption, crime, and compliance. Thanks again for listening to Corruption, Crime, and Compliance. Please subscribe to the podcast series. The Volkoff Law Group believes that every company should have a robust ethics and compliance program. Experience and research show that ethical companies are better performers in the global marketplace. We can help you achieve these benefits through an effective ethics and compliance program. Check us out at our law firm website, www.gofoflaw.com, our award-winning blog, Corruption Crime and Compliance, and our podcast series. You can always contact me at my email address, mvolkoff at volkofflaw.com. Let us know how we can help you achieve But you know you only used to get juiced in it Nobody's ever taught you how to live out on the street And now you're gonna have to get used to it You say you never compromise With a mystery tramp But now you realize He's not selling it the vacuum of his eyes and say do you want to make a
devils and the clowns when they all did tricks for you. Never understood that it ain't no good. You shouldn't let other people get your kicks for you. You used to ride on a chrome horse with your diplomat who carried on his shoulder. discover that he really wasn't where it's at after he took from you everything he could steal how does it feel how does it feel Secrets to conceal 